life is like a dance called cha-cha. Sometimes you have to step forward, sometimes you have to step back. And it's just natural. Yeah, life is a cha-cha. The nerds are smart in the basic knowledge. And the geeks are smart in the application of this knowledge. I am more of a nerd. And I would want to work with a geek. I am a proud nerd. And there is wisdom in that. This is The Spark, a podcast about the mind at work. Hello and welcome back to The Spark. My name is Jonathan Gruber, and this is a podcast about the mind at work as told by Philip's employees. Today we're talking with Jonathan Palero about nerds, geeks, and a little dance called the cha-cha. The theme running through all of these if there is one, is Jonathan's insistence on looking at his so-called work and turning it into play. I met him outside the lab in the office where we grabbed a little room for a chat to find out more. Uh, my name is Jonathan Palero. I work at Philips Research and I do some things about personal care and wellness. And these things are focused on things about skin, things about hair. I see research scientists as having two different roles. One is being a foot soldier, a scientist that really works in the laboratory, tweaking all these devices, trying to come up with results. And there is this scientist also in Philips who are more of a team leader, like a captain. And I think having both of these qualities working within Philips Help, helps you to become more valuable as an employee. But in general sense, I'm working on the generation of new technologies for the removal of hair. Improving the lives of people not only uh, requires improving their physical health, but also their outlook in life. Shaving has been the old traditional way of removing them, but then women that just hate it. So what we do at Philips, at least in our group, is think of ways how to remove them in the most acceptable, most comfortable way for people, not just for women, but also for men, especially in their back. And actually it improves partnership sometimes. What do you mean? If a device allows two people to interact with each other somehow, it improves their relationship. It's one of the things we are actually looking at right now. How can these devices not just improve one's self, but also partnership? Maybe later on family, think of what a single device can do to more than one person. There is another device that we have been working for quite some time now. It's called the Lumea. It looks like a combination of a price scanner and blow dryer. It is on now. I will try to first use it on myself because this is a normal commercial device. It will just be a, a few microseconds of burst of light. Now if I place the device on top of my skin and put the right pressure, you will see a green light at the backside and it's ready to flash and then I flash it. Right. 
Yeah. Would you like to try each other? Yes. Okay. My arm? Yes. That's warm. That's a warm feeling, yes. Yeah. Right. So what happens is that after the flash, the hairs would go to this period of being sleepy and would not grow longer. And But you have to use it, of course, for the next eight weeks, twice a week. It's an exciting technology, right? Jonathan says his interest in social grooming taps into a deeply rooted evolutionary impulse. It also taps into his imagination. While many of his colleagues are working on products that allow their users more and more autonomy, Jonathan is working on making things more social. He's looking into how products might bring us closer together instead of making us more and more isolated. Jonathan often finds working in groups inspiring and wants others to feel the same way. Right now, I say I am a scientist, but in fact, I would say in my heart, even in my LinkedIn profile, inventor. I love to invent. I love to create. I have that passion since I was very young. My first inventions were, as the Germans would say, are Gedanken experiments, just thought experiments, daydreaming. Like I would imagine a small car driven by feet, but it's actually like a bicycle. You're pedaling. I still remember having a sketchpad of all the inventions I had when I was like five or six. Back then, my greatest invention, let's put it like a crazy invention, an ointment to cure all pain. So I would combine some different stuffs and put them on, say, a small tin cover, put a candle below it. It was quite dangerous, but I was, <laughs> I was trying to invent. So I would make a small chemistry set. I would use a candle instead of a Benson burner, and I would use a covered tin instead of a beaker and just burn some things on it and claim that it is the best ointment in the world. That's what I would do. Telling about my inventions only came when I was in uh, high school or middle school. And luckily, I was in a science-oriented school. We were a bunch of nerds back then. I do remember the emotions involved in it, the excitement of hearing other people. And we were trying to invent on top of each other's ideas. And I think that was the exciting part of it. Kids who were like me, kids who thought were not appreciated by other people, Simply because we were talking about things that don't exist or sounded crazy. But yeah, we were excited to meet each other. Even though Jonathan says he kept his inventions to himself, he found support for his ideas among his colleagues. Collaboration, to him, is a source of inspiration and motivation. Dialoguing with people, whether it's in a cafeteria, at work, or at high school, helps him find new solutions and, more importantly, new problems. I am a sucker for problems. Without a problem, what's the point of being a scientist? The most interesting problem for me right now is sustainability. We are not living in a sustainable world. What is most interesting in this aspect of sustainability is actually the dilemma on one hand, you would want less carbon footprint. On the other hand, you want to live your life. So how do I make it sustainable? That's really tricky. And also the aspect of wastes. How can we solve it? This puzzle cannot be solved. It seems like it has no resolution. 
I'm a sucker for problems. I like that. The problem of sustainability, I think about almost every day. Actively thinking about it every time I would travel. And sometimes over lunch, I would talk about these ideas to my colleagues about sustainability. And we would actually come across different solutions. For instance, we would think about a photocopy machine that actually prints things you want printed. But then if you feed through it, push a button, that paper is erased. And actually that erased material can still be recycled. It's a very sustainable machine, but has that machine been invented? And we look, of course, at the internet. There are those erasable prints already. But then it's only up to three erases and your paper will have to go through the trash again. Okay, but it's a one step. Small bits and pieces of this problem I can solve. We can make some contribution to this big problem and solve them bit by bit. Jonathan refers to sustainability here as a puzzle. It's a global issue that's also very personal. But to listen to him talk, you'd think it was some kind of riddle or brain teaser. Indeed, difficulty is something Jonathan looks for when starting a new experiment, like a setting on a video game. So worms are one of those things that we microscopists would want to first image because they are the first difficult specimen to look at. I develop a way to look at worms um, not done previously. It's by using a sheet of light, not a beam of light, but a sheet of light cutting through the nematode, but really not physically cutting through, but optically cutting through. So you would have a three-dimensional representation of the worm with these slices of light. Do you have a patent to your name on that and everything? or No, I don't have a patent with that. Because at that time, for me, science should be free for everyone. What? Explain that. <laughs> <laughs> we were idealists back then, meaning that any scientist could just publish his or her work without thinking of patents at all. We were not looking for ways to protect these ideas because we thought these kinds of ideas should be out in the world to be developed, not to be used by users or consumers, but to be used by other scientists. That's the purpose. It's for other scientists. Science is actually having critical thinking. But again, critical thinking may go out of the way of being kind and being nice. So sometimes critical thinking should have a step back. Life is like a dance called cha-cha. Sometimes you have to step forward, sometimes you have to step back. It's just natural. Yeah, life is a cha-cha. So if life is a cha-cha, this means we can take a step back when we need to, right? And maybe it's also an invitation for others to step forward to take your ideas and mess with them. In other words, an offer of collaboration. Within Philips nowadays, you need both the nerds and the geeks. Oh, there's a difference? Oh, yes. What's the difference between nerds and geeks? The difference is, let's say, the nerds are smart in the basic knowledge and the geeks are smart in the application of this knowledge. I am... 
more of a nerd and I would want to work with a geek. I appreciate the geeks. I am a proud nerd. (laughs) (laughs) There is wisdom in that. Wisdom, indeed. In his analysis, Jonathan identifies two camps of thinkers. One's putting fresh ideas on the table, and then there's the people who geek out over them, who find their creative expression by putting someone else's idea in a new context. Jonathan believes that this sort of collaboration is actually integral to us as a civilization. I once said that helping other people, helping other men or women, is just part of survival, evolutionary survival. If you would look back in years and just put the assumption that people are not helping each other, the humankind will not survive. We would all be dead. We would all be extinct. It's actually selfish, right? You help others simply because you want to help yourself in the end. This is the way of survival. Asian people have a different anatomy where this, the, the skin of their lower eyelid are thinner than Europeans. So that in the morning they have more puffy eyes than Europeans. So for example, I am a Filipino and I do have that problem. In the morning, it's like, voila, my eyes are so small. <laughs> and at first we don't have an idea because we just don't know the physiology. What is puffy eyes? How do you solve it? What's the physiology? What's the biology? And so on and so forth. So the first thing we did is ask a professional massager of the eyes and observed and then recorded it on video and learned from it. And then we put everything on the table, learned the biology. How can this simple massage remove the puffiness? And we realize that actually there are these, what we call lymphatic vessels that sleep while you sleep. The fluid just keeps on building up. So sometimes you would see your feet swollen after you wake up, simply because the fluids are building up. And we found that heat and cold could also solve the problem. So we combined the three things, the heat, cold, and the massage in one device to remove the puffiness of the eyes. It felt like we cracked it. We did a lot of clinical studies, particularly on the Chinese volunteers, and we were able to prove that it can solve the puffiness. A lot of people will silently thank me. Making a technology, that is exciting. Thinking of a new technology, that is exciting. Do you use it yourself? No, because it's not in the market right now in Europe. So, hey, well, if anybody could get one, Jesus, it's you. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I will import from uh, China. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the active eyes. Active eyes. Active eyes. Active eyes. It's a flat cylinder with a silver spoon-like thing on top and a big on-off button, and a blue LED. Uh, Let me show you how it works. So there are three different modes here. The refresh, the relax, and the stimulate. Or Jonathan, would you like to be refreshed? No. Would you like to be relaxed? No. You would like to be stimulated. There you go. (laughs) 
So I push it three times and it goes to stimulate. The light turns red. It is getting warm when it turns red and it blue it becomes cool. So you put it on top of the lower eyelid. It's getting hot. Hot or warm? Well, warm. Yes. It feels good. Yes. I don't know if it's making my eyelash puffy, <laughs> but it does feel good. I see it now, Jonathan. You have less puffy eyes. Is that true? Yes. Only here. You spend too much time on the right and the left. You have to compensate for that. Yes, there you go. Now it's less. Really? Yeah, I see it. I didn't know my eyes were so puffy. <laughs> Once again, Jonathan favors interaction over isolation. He's always happier addressing a problem than turning away. Why? Because he thinks problems are where we can express our creativity and ingenuity. It's how our imagination plays. He seems to say, let's enjoy our worries while we still have them. If you like solving problems too, why not get paid to do it? Check out careers.phillips.com where the problems you solve can change lives for the better. My name's Jonathan Gruber, and thank you for listening to The Spark. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And join us next time. Coming up in next week's episode. I just like eating. Eating brings people together. We are all the time eating and talking about food. Very few people are unhappy <laughs> because you're always <laughs> talking, looking at videos, at recipes, at the product, improving the taste. So the outcome is always tasty, hopefully. Yeah, food is just joy. I think at some point in my life, I will direct my professional expertise, education and will into somehow helping others in need, probably with children. They don't even know why is that little girl having school books and having a sandwich and I'm not. So use the Philips Ener Eye Energizer now. I think I energize her from Philips. From Philips. You have to you can sell it like a, <laughs> the Eye Energizer from Philips. The Eye Energizer from Philips. Feel confident, refreshed, and energized throughout the day. Feel confident and energized throughout the day. There you go. <laughs> Do I get it right? <laughs> Somehow, yes. Innovation and you. Philips.